Welcome to Feats and Fables, our fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons game just for adventurers like you. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts by searching for Feats and Fables. We stream Monday nights from about 8 to 10 Eastern on Twitch. The video will be up on YouTube in the audio and podcast form sometimes in the middle of the week. I'm Paige Lightman, your DM, and I'd like to welcome you to Aglarond. It is a peaceful pastoral nation of half-elves. Our heroes are part of the Foresters, elite scouts and rangers charged with defending Aglarond's borders, particularly against undead from the evil fascist nation of Thay. Currently, our heroes are on patrol in the umber marshes between these two countries. When we last left our heroes, which are Mira, the water genasi druid, Silvio, the satyr bard, Ross, the lizard folk barbarian, Wildfire, the fire genasi wizard, and Victor, the human fighter, they had been on patrol in the marshes through some intelligence they'd exchanged with lizard folk. They had uh, come upon a group of tieflings that were fleeing from Thay that were being chased by swamp undead. Just as a reminder of who our players are. We have Dr. Andrew Huang playing Mira, Ben Heisler playing Silvio, Coda from Codab Games playing Ross, Joe Streaky playing Wildfire, and Ron Frankie playing Victor. All right, so we had been going through the Umber Marshes, and you see these tieflings fleeing and fighting these three undead that are crawling through the marsh. Uh, and I believe we had just gotten to the point where we were at rolled initiative. Initiative? What? What's attacking us? I don't like being attacked. I'm not a fan of this. I believe this time we're the attackers. Ooh, okay. I'm, I'm much more a fan of that then. Yeah, the zombies are just doing their natural thing, which is eating brains, and we're we're just going to stop that. It's so all they, part of the natural order. If I remember correctly, I still rolled an awful initiative. You did. You did. You're going on four. Curses. Uh, Mira has shape-changed into a giant lizard which is what this big crazy marker is here. Uh, you see your four tieflings who look at you with hope and joy as, uh, as you have shown up. And these are your three undead crawling out of the swamp. Do you have a picture of, close up picture of them? Apparently not. All right. Uh, so Mira, looking at the situation, you feel impelled to act in a very lizardy way. I am impelled to act in a very lizardy way. So, um, I guess I'm actually near the, uh, uh, let's see, where am I? Oh, physically. You're the big lizard token. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see that. I'm not used to being so, uh, so large. present that way. Yeah, yes. So large that way. All right. So I will go charging through then this will actually take me most of my uh let's see here one two five six <laughs> mm -hmm. 
It looks like I'll just get up to where the tieflings are here. All right. Um, I forget, in animal form, I don't really talk or anything, do I? Nope, not unless the animal form can talk, like a parrot can talk. Okay. Well, so as not to freak them out, I will try not to stare at the, uh, the, the, the fleeing folk here with uh, anything approximating a predatory gaze. Instead, I will keep my eyes on the uh, shambling terribleness behind them. Make um, me and I am not threatening the tieflings roll. Remember, you have lizard stats. <laughs> so would, would that be like an anti-intimidation roll? That's like I believe, a charisma roll. I think it? that is a charisma roll of some sort, yes. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to click this button and hope that works. Hang on. Let's see here. It's a nine. Hey. Okay. Uh, I so noted. So noted. <laughs> I'm sure nothing will go wrong. And that is a double move for you. Uh, that's a single move. I'll I'll just take the rest of my move here. Uh, one, two, three. Four. I can probably just serve. Excuse me. Pardon me. Excuse me. But it sounds like rah, so. I'll, I'll just go over here to uh, get up in their faces. Okay. That is a double move, a full double move for me. The uh, the two halfling gents that you pass here and here look at you with terror, uh, but their eyes kind of light up when you uh, head for the zombies instead of them. I mean, it's like a bear came bursting out of the woods and yes. just whooshed right past them. Yes. So Mira, Mira's, she's not always the best at this. What can you say? Uh, Silvio. You feel you, compelled to act next. What do you mean? She's simply the best? <laughs> um, yeah, she's practically a miracle. Uh, <laughs> I see. Come for the I, D&D! Stay for the puns! So much pain. So much... <sighs> so much pain. Um, Alright. Uh, so, uh, one quick thing... Um, I believe that I need a marker because I believe I am concentrating on a spell because I cast a spell on good Saras before we started moving down here. I believe you did. Uh, to remind you folks are... who were not here from last week or who forgot, uh, I cast Protection from Evil and Good on my good friend Ras the Barbarian so that he can uh, not get hit as much as he did in our first combat where he got crit immediately. Uh, so. Yeah... Uh, so, just so I know, can you give me a refresher on what I need to do for that? Is that a bonus to AC? Uh, that is not. Uh, so, Paige will need to keep this in mind as long as I maintain concentration. Um, the undead, as well as celestials, fiends, and I believe elementals, but I would need to check. And uh, Faye. And Faye. Haha, perfect. Uh, all suffer disadvantage against you. Uh, Excellent. So when the undead attack you, if I don't roll with a disadvantage, remind me. I will do that. All right. Uh, so, so you have a marker. To... Oh, also for our home audience, I said that we would make sure you got the tokens if you wanted them. Uh, they were released uh, instead of on our website, they were released on our Twitter account this week. So if you go look at our tweets, you'll find a link to them and how to install them on Roll20 and all that. And our Twitter is at feats and fables so go look it up so 
Uh, since Mira is a little uh, word impaired at the moment while she is in the form of a giant lizard that is very scary and already up there in the scrum, uh, Sylvia will move forward uh, one, two, three, four, five. I have a little bit more move, but getting that much closer is not so much great for me yet. Uh, and I will, and Sylvia will yell out, uh, we are with the foresters. We are here to save you. Quick, back away. Blizzard. Very dangerous. Uh, a weak cheer goes up from several of the muddy, ragged-looking tieflings. And they, they are in bad shape. Like, several of, a uh, few of them, I think both uh, this lady down here, that's the big kind of muscular one that's whacking on them with a piece of wood, and this much less muscular lady over here, both have broken horns. And uh, they're, they're just a sight. All right. Uh, so then I will continue my move. And because I am a uh, satyr, my Capran hooves move extra quick. Uh, so I get up there and I will give this here zombie right here. A stern talking to. Uh, well, a stern talking through with a pointy bits. Uh, so ah. I shall call upon Talus's favor to hopefully wreath him in terrible electric energy as my booming blade kaboom booming blade i should make that an icon too because if he moves exciting things happen and that's good to remember what do you mean it's always exciting things when i'm around that uh, is so for sure true hit. uh so i'm gonna hope that hope that's hit. i would put a goat on him to remind me that he's booming blade yes 19 yeah. hits uh it's gonna be five points of magical piercing damage Five points of magical piercing damage. He appears to take all that damage. Excellent. And I raise my shield and hope that he doesn't come at me. All right. All right. Next is number blue. All right. So the blue one is has been knocked into the mud by the tiefling lady, uh, but it doesn't seem to really affect it. It goes... And... Uh, swings a rusted longsword at Mira. Ooh. Rude. Super rude. That will hit? Uh, ah! Oh, well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And I believe both of those are going to hit. All right. So you may have, have seven points of damage from each of the one for a total of 14. I think I need to write this down because I'm using the giant lizard thing over here. All right, you said seven points of damage for a total of 14? Total of 14. Okay. So we that's... put the bar above your head. Yeah, I, so I can keep track here for you, Andrew. All right, that, that works. Using the wonderful features of roll 20. I am not looking so good. Right, okay, uh, wildfire. The battle is developing in front of you. What would you do? Uh, I will move forward slightly. And then I will manifest a ball of acid over this one right here. Ooh. All right, on number yellow. Yep, he can... Nope, not that one. Ignore that one. It's a lie. Uh, he can make me a dexterity saving throw. Uh, looking for a 13, and if he fails, he takes two points of acid damage. Ha-ha! Points of acid damage. 
All right. Anything else? Nope, that's it. All right. The uh, th this uh, this character here is a big tiefling lady. She's got very pale skin and she's got terrible scarring over the side of her face. She has um, thick slabs of muscle. Like she is someone who does uh, something wild, wildly physical for a living. And uh, she's swinging around a big piece of hardwood, kind of like a bat. Um, and the the way she does it, like you can, she's wearing kind of a crop top, so you can see all like the play of the muscles in her shoulders. Like she looks like she has done this professionally. And the reason that she's only having trouble here is because she's fighting with a stick of wood. Uh, all right, so she whacks at these guys, and damage is taken as well. All right, this young lady screeches and starts running. 10, 15, 25, 30, 35, 40. Runs over to Victor and says, Oh, thank God, thank God you're here to save us. Uh, this one backs up and casts a spell at. Uh, oh, I forgot the damage on these cast a spell at this one where a, uh, a greenish orange bolt of sizzling energy flies downfield at the zombie. Which zombie was that? Number blue. Blue. Alright. Uh, number yellow. I thought number yellow had already gone. Nope. Nope. Alright, so number yellow is boomed. But mm -hmm. I've got two foes right here. So I'm not going anywhere. Well, so I will remove the boom. Uh, and he is going to swing at Mira another couple of times because Mira looks dangerous. <laughs> Gross. Oof. That will hit. Yikes. All right. So you will take... Uh, Seven plus, uh, you'll take eight points of damage. I will revert to mirror form while hissing and screeching from uh, that particular strike. So you said how many points? Seven? Eight. 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 Okay, so that carries over three points to mirror form. Which, you uh, we're back so that you're not engaged with them, but that's up to you. Uh, yeah, I would start what? out not. I'd start out in the upper corner. Yep, I was yep. going to ask where you wanted to be. That's right. for a spellcaster, probably the better place. <laughs> uh, the the undead looks around like. Eh, eh. <laughs> uh, this tiefling scampers out of the way. Running, uh, Victor Toussaint. What would you like to do? Uh, Victor also has protection from evil and good. He casts it on himself. Okay. I will note you for concentrating and cast. Uh, Victor will drop the bow that he normally carries um, near these tieflings. I'm not... So they can hold on to it for moral support. Wait, did I count that right? Oh, I'm, it's just playing marsh music. I was supposed to play on the fighting music. All right. Uh, Victor will double move up to here. 
he will use his um, manipulate object action to draw a javelin. Okay. Then he will drop it uh, near the tiefling lady, since she's obviously needs something better than a stick. Okay. And then he will use his bonus action to summon his great sword that he is bonded with as an eldritch knight. Ooh, you have a point of inspiration for being cool. Yeah, I did a lot of things that did not involve actually attacking, <laughs> and I am <laughs> and I am done. <laughs> okay, you still got an inspiration point. I will uh, take it, Ross. All right, um, let me see here because I need to measure something. Sadly, I think I'm also too far away. Sadly. Well, I see that Tamira has gone down and is no longer in her lizard form. So I will use... I'm still standing up, damn it. I'm still standing better than I did. Well, then I will use that opportunity to run into the space that she previously occupied. And I will draw my longsword as I do. All right. That, is, though, that was two movements. All right. The uh, zombie looks at you and goes, Ugh. All right. And then number purple can go on point oh eight. Uh, since Victor is rolled up on him, he will swing at Victor a couple times. All right. Don't forget your disadvantage. Right. So that's the first. I'll do it four times. Uh, all right. So I've got a 13 and a 7. Those will clang off of my armor. Cling, clang. Urgh. The zombie's like, it's it's kind of like almost inside your guard trying to grapple with you. And the, uh, the tiefling lady uh, looks like she's going to help you. Mira, what would you like to do? You are no longer a lizard. Yes. Back to my druid self. It's all right. You don't have to stay uh, here. Which one of these three is the least damaged, do I feel? Uh, they should have uh, damage icons on them. Oh, but there's characters on top of them. Yeah, yeah a little bit. So this, uh, the blue one's taken 14, yeah. purple's undamaged, and the yellow's taken 7. Okay. So I will uh, admire the... Um, long sword that the purple one is carrying and uh, decided this is a good time for it to be quite warm indeed. <laughs> that was coming. Oh, quite heat warm metal. Indeed. Okay. Yes. So, so do I take damage now or I just, it's a uh, save? Yes. You cause it. Any creature in physical contact takes 2d8 when you cast the spell. So I will click this thing yep. and nine points of damage will. Yep. Cut. Uh, when do I make the save to hang on to it? Uh, you don't. You make a choice. Okay, if I if I hang on to it, I'm just going to take damage. No, it says the creature must succeed in a con save or there drop the item if it can. There it is. Uh, and it can drop the item. Yep. Uh, all right, so I'm going to put a light bulb on you so I know that you are concentrating. Yes. If it doesn't drop the item, it has dis disadd. Yeah, um, attack and okay, all that good stuff. All right, uh, Silvio, you are in the middle of the scrum, sir. Well, no, so right. I think it has. Oh, go ahead. 
Oh no, go ahead. What's up? Uh, I think it has to take the con save now. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was on my turn. Yeah, uh, yeah. When it takes when it takes damage. Gotcha. Twenty-two. It is so, so very tenacious. Doesn't really have nerves in the hands anymore. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Silvio. Um, well, I am going to... Sylvia is going to step forward, uh, filling in the gap between the zombie and Mira, because that way he can be gallant. Uh, and then he will um, shove his shield up and poke down under it, uh, and we'll see about hurting this guy again. I will love the one I'm with, as the kids say. Yep. The uh, the zombies are wearing like rotted leather armor. It doesn't look like they're they're not like in plate mail or anything. So an eleven well, hits. Oh well, haha! Uh, they have nine points of piercing, and uh, because I only get one attack, so it doesn't hurt me to not thunder him in the event he decides to move. He sure. Shoot and thunder. Sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, number blue is going next. All right. Uh, well, I, I'm left with a lizard, so I, it, uh, swings its rotted, uh, rusting longsword at you, and you can feel the shimmer of power around you trying to protect you. Dodge! Ooh. So I have a 12 and a 19. The 19 hits! All right, so the the first blow was actually going to hit you like thoroughly on the arm and it stops just an inch away from your flesh and sparks. What color sparks there, Ben? Oh, it's rainbow uh, glitter, obviously. Obviously, rainbow glitter sparks start flying out from it. And then it swings again, coming straight at your head uh, and it just nicks you on your shoulder. Uh, so you can have seven points. Sorry. That's all right. You can have seven points of damage there. Codep games. Got it. Uh, Wildfire. Well, Wildfire's good back here, I think. Uh, Wildfire will toss <laughs> a, will kind of reach up into his hair and kind of, uh, pull out a, a kind of a strand and hurl it at, uh, yellow. Okay. As he has a uh, a flame mohawk. Indeed. Uh, all right. So a uh, yellow. So eleven hits, and he will take two points of fire damage. God, my damage rolls have been terrible tonight. I know. That's like two vicious mockeries. Ugh, it's awful. <laughs> both both in a row twos. It's terrible. Ugh. We the vicious mockery thing is a joke because uh, in the last campaign we did. Uh, we had a number of people with vicious mockery, and it was always one point of damage. Like it was just always, always one point of damage. <laughs> but it was Our, a consistent one point of damage. It sure. was. We can, it was. We can count on it. Yes, count on it one at a time. All right. So the uh, the big <laughs> lady picks up the javelin, and it's kind of an awkward stabbing weapon, but um, she uh, goes in under the the this zombie's guard and uh, knocks it really hard with the javelin, which puts it off balance so that uh, Victor will have advantage on his next attack. 
Uh, let's see. All right. So this tiefling lady is like, oh, okay. Mushi, Mushi, where are you? This guy sends another bolt of energy sizzling down at this. And the next zombie is yellow. All right. So this one reaches out for Silvio. I'm just inclined. It's twice your height. Uh, do I have advantage, disadvantage, anything fun on you? Oh, uh, no. Have I see. Uh, I six, I believe, will miss. How about a 21? Uh, shield. Oh, it's like that. Yes. All right. I call, uh, upon, uh, I call upon the power of the X-Blade to protect me. And a shimmering shield, uh, also of glitter, because I'm on brands, uh, mm-hmm. appears, knocks to the side. Okay. Uh, noted. Uh, the other tiefling just kind of like yells and cheers. Victor, you have an advantage on your first attack. All right. I will swing at the uh, purple zombie. I get a th- Wow. Uh, a 12? I guess a 12 probably still hits. Yeah. Um, thanks, I think the tiefling for the advantage. And um, I will do 12 points of great sword damage as I put a lot of umph into it. Nice. All right. Uh, you end up chopping off like one of the zombie's arms, which doesn't seem to particularly slow. Well, I'll get its head next time. Good luck. Uh, Ross. Right then. Now that I've actually engaged in combat, I look down at my wound and that just kind of pisses me off. Oh boy. So I'm going to come back and give it to him twofold. Are you becoming, uh, spending a bonus action to become mechanically angry at this point? So mechanically angry. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Okay, let's see here. And I'm going to choke up on my sword and use it with two hands. All right. And uh, you know what? Since I've got this protective shielding from Silvio, I think I'm going to go all in on this attack. And attack recklessly? Absolutely. Bring it, sir. I think that's a thing I can do. It is. Okay. Uh, Yes. 21 will hit. Uh, and a 22 will hit. I'll take the 22. All right. So we're nine points of damage. Did that add your rage into it appropriately? No. So it's two more points of damage. Got it. So 11. All right. Taken. Oh, you only have one. You you, you only I, have one attack. I do <laughs> what only have for. one attack. <laughs> what I'm waiting for. Waiting for the stoplight to turn green. All right. Uh, so the purple one uh, growls at Victor, and its, its lips draw back from a rictus of green and nasty teeth. You can tell it's you know all made of swampy stuff, and uh, swings its weapon at you. I will grimace back. Oof. Uh, 
I didn't grimace hard enough, it looks like. So I offer you a 23 and a 14. Um, you have disadvantage. So oh, pardon me, pardon me. A 20 and a 14. But the 20 still hits. Yes. Does 14? No. Okay. Uh, all right. So uh, the it, its first attack uh, goes... It, it looks like it would have been more damaging than it was, but it pushes through uh, the magical shell that protects you, and you take seven points of damage. The next blow is coming in directly even harder on your sword hand, and uh, it is stopped by the shell of magical energy. Should have cut off his sword arm. Mira? <laughs> Mira is uh, fairly happy back here. Uh, she will uh, reach out and, and keep that keep that uh, one zombie's uh, longsword nice and hot. Um, so we'll uh, see here. Generate... I will can't save. Yes, but it will also enjoy uh, six points of damage. I'll take it. Uh, it makes the con save too. Yeah. Okay. This is the purple one. Is the one that's heat metaled? Yep. Six. Alrighty. And while I'm doing that, I might as well send out one of my uh, trademark suckered tentacles towards the uh, blue one there. Wait, what? It will, it will <laughs> enjoy three points of sucker damage. Oh, it's a spell. I thought it was an <laughs> item or something, and I'm like... <laughs> No, literally her tentacles. Ah. Right? <laughs> you didn't know that our water genasi had tentacle arms? She's As part of it. one does. There would be foot reach. I mean, I'm jealous. All right, <laughs> right? is the eight your attack roll? Uh, yes. Okay, so uh, the zombie's really slow, but it's not that slow. It kind of yes. leans to the side as your tentacle goes right past it. All right, uh, Silvio. Uh, Silvio will uh, continue loving the one he's with and will, uh, with a flourish, stab at him with his rapier. All right. Ta-da! Mm. All right, nope. so, so the zombie on the eastern side that's with Silvio, uh, like, it... You just zigged when you should have zagged. Like, he was nowhere near where you thought he was going to be. I was showing off. I thought it was easy to hit. Obviously, I should just keep to the actual fighting. All right. The southern uh, zombie that's kind of in the middle of the pack uh, looks at Rass and is like, Aah! swings wildly with its sword. And remember, I'm not even bothering defending at this point. Ooh, so instead of disadvantage, I just have flat rolls. Correct. Oof. All right. Uh, even since you are attacking so recklessly, your guard is down. Uh, the zombie, which should be repelled by the field of magical energy, it's just not quite enough to keep it from uh, hitting you, and it bursts in glittery sparks when uh, when the sword goes through it. Uh, cutting you twice for seven points of damage each time. And just as a reminder, this is only slashing damage, right? It is... 
Excellent. Only slash damage. I am resistant while raging. Ah, good stuff. And you went on the rounding. And you yep. went on the rounding. Uh, wildfire. Uh, hmm. This fight is taking a long time. Uh, this one... If Try this... doing more than two points of damage on your attacks. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. It's true. The sass. Okay, I will... Uh... Given their the, current numbers, the the southern zombie and the eastern zombie have both taken so much damage that they show that they are damaged. They are mm. visibly damaged. In a different edition of D anD D, we might have called this bloody. How how often was how recent was that? Like, uh, shit, I don't know, Joe. Why do you ask the hard question? Well, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out how I'm going to distribute my magic missiles, and so the Ooh, the uh the last. Uh, hit did it for both of them. Okay, well then I will pile all of them into this a guy here. Number blue? Okay, Number the southern blue. southern Number zombie. Blue. Yes. One more time. There we go. Alright, so I see ten points of damage. Yep, ten points of damage. <laughs> Magic missiles streak down the field, unerringly hitting that zombie. Uh, when they do, they kind of um, erupt into a odd greenish light, as if they're interacting with the necro- necromantic forces that uh, hold the zombie together. Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, so the big tiefling lady, uh, again, she moves to, mm, she moves to here, uh, so that she's betwinst them and, uh, actually takes her shoulder and just, uh, uh, chucks the zombie in the side <laughs> again, knocking it off balance to help uh, aid Victor's blow. Uh, the two tieflings in the back cheer this one again send some energy downstream uh he sends a sizzling bolt of magic downstream uh wildfire if you are you're since you're close you could make an arcana check to see what spell that is if you sure i'm always interested in a fellow arcanist yes so it looks like eldritch blast fancy Fancy. All right. Uh, so the zombie on the eastern side uh, continues clawing at Silvio, who it towers over. Not a fan of this page. What's going on with these crits, yo? <laughs> <laughs> Lo siento, amor. Uh, all right, so you will take um, seven plus seven plus uh, six. So you will take 13 points from the first one and seven from the second one. I don't take anything from the second one. You better step on out of there with the. <laughs> Maybe he's attacking you when he when you're down. I, a, I'm not down, and B, a 17. Don't do nothing to me, girl. Your armor class is higher than 17. As a matter of fact, it is. Loud. Take All that. Right. 
All right, noted. Noted. These are new characters. I don't know all their tricks yet. But I will take the 13 and let's see if I make the DC 10 con save or if the sparkles go out. Oh, no more sparkles on good friend Ross. <laughs> well, the good news is that you're not playing beholden to that uh, concentration anymore. That's right. Haha. All right. Uh, all right. So that was uh, the zombie on the east. All right. So another tiefling. All right. Victor. All right. Victor will once again attack the um, zombie that the tiefling woman has given him advantage against. Uh, he will hit. However, this time. As he attacks, he will bark out a short string of arcane intonations that will cause his teeth to vibrate and also his sword as well. So this Great. is a, a booming blade. All right. I am heat metaled. I am boomed. Uh, I probably should have focused more on damage, but it's still it's seven points and he is boomed. <laughs> or it is boomed. The solid Nick. Yes. I gouged into the shoulder. I just, I, I really, the way I swing, I always go for the left side of the body, and I'm running uh, out of things to hit because I keep chopping bits off. It's true, it's true. Uh, Ross? The work on my backswing. Uh, well, I'm not entirely sure that I am coherent enough in my rage to realize that my protection has faltered. I feel like I might be able to take this thing out, so I'm going to go for the head. All right. Recklessly. You Bring got it. this. Eleven hits. Eighteen certainly does. So I'm looking at twenty points of damage. All right, that is in fact more than the zombie can handle. And as you cleave into it with your weapon, the bones just kind of go. And all fall to the ground. So it is 16 points of damage. I don't attack twice. I get advantage. Oh, sorry, sorry. I, I'm... I just don't know if I've got a better way of rolling it in D20. Roll 20. No, you, you do. But, you do but we'll get to that. But in 14 points is still enough to take it down. Excellent. Yeah, the bones just kind of like fall like a stack of Jenga bricks and they're old green, Ooh. brown and and mossy covered. Clearly whatever uh, corpse this had been animated from had been somewhere wet for a very long time. Gross. Gross. Anything else from Ross? Would you like to move? I will, in fact. It looks as though this tiefling and Vic Vince Victor Damn it. Uh, have things under control, so I will move into the brush around this one. All right. Uh, all right. So, again, this one continues clawing at Victor. At disadvantage. At mm -hmm. disadvantage. Uh, all right, and uh, again, his, its blade slides off the coat of arcane energy hovering above your skin. Mira. Mira is really enjoying how well uh, the heat metal is working, so she's going to dial it back up again. 
That poor zombie. Such a good spell. <laughs> poor, poor zombie should just drop it. Uh, all right. So I made my con save. So you hang, hang on to the, the weapon. weapon. So how much damage? Points of damage? Ten more. I cannot, sir. All right. It literally, like, it finally, it's been holding onto this this heated longsword for long enough, where the the wetness around its uh, uh, on the moss draped around its wrist has finally uh, been boiled off, and then the moss catches fire, and like eerie fire starts to spread up through it. It just kind of to the side, still <laughs> burning with this uh, unnatural kind of greenish fire. Mirror is actually kind of freaked out by that. No one, people usually let go before they catch on fire. <laughs> Zombies aren't super smart. Uh, Silvio. Oh, well, I still got one more thing to do. Oh, sorry. Go right ahead. Sorry. Uh, I, I am going to uh, uh, send another tentacle in the direction of the remaining Zambi. Okay. Which we'll probably miss mm. with a six. <laughs> a, like, they're pretty easy to hit, but a six doesn't do it. I don't have very good technical control. Yeah, so the zombie is more concerned about Silvio and had actually maneuvered to get in a better position, which just moved him right out of the way of the temple. Yep. I, I figure it's the party's fault. Every night Mira asks if we'll help her trade with her tentacles. <laughs> and we Every always night, dem people are like, <laughs> we demure. Back away. <laughs> no, slowly. thank you. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I will help you with your tentacles. <laughs> That's totally not the training Mira was looking to have. I don't know. No, no. no. <laughs> What do you mean? It's totally not the training Silvio was expecting either. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> Everyone's surprised here. Yes. Everyone's a tentacle in their own way. Uh, Silvio. Break me from afar with this. Is it across the buttocks or? Uh, <laughs> Silvio uh, uh, will flourish and attempt to stab once more, uh, keeping his shield up. But quite happy to see his allies are, are no longer engaged. <laughs> So they can come over here and help this. Huh. Why? Why you no roll? There we go. Sometimes nice. it takes a moment. All right, nice. you gig the zombie right through its rib cage, and your uh, it's a rapier, right? It is a magical rapier touched by the Lady Moon herself. Yes. Uh -huh. uh, actually goes all the way through the uh, skeleton's rib cage out the other side, like piercing through the leather armor and whatever grisly bits are left in inside. It, it like it doesn't particularly slow it down, but uh, it, it certainly does a whack of damage. You know, if you were alive, it would have been much more impressive, my friends. <laughs> Wildfire. Wildfire will remove another strand of hair and toss it at the undead creature. And miss. Good lord. Oof. Not my day. It, it lands somewhere in the swamp behind it and goes... Yeah. Alright. Uh, the big tiefling lady uh, leans over to Victor and gives a whoop of victory. Punches him on the uh, shoulder, but like in a friendly way uh and uh then runs over this one 5 10 15 20 25 30 and it looks like she has a readied action she's behind this thing with her fists up all right i'll attack her target you get that <laughs> in you monster right next to ross you realize Paige. 
what I'm doing. Why are you sneaking up behind me? Okay. That that makes more sense. uh, They both had a green outline. Sorry. (laughs) All right. Uh, This guy sends another bolt of energy down the field. That is still Ross. That is still the tiefling. All right. Y'all going to have to watch my ass. All right. Uh, So the the zombie seems to have no understanding that it is cornered and still after Sylvia. Yeah. Wow. Alright. Only crits in this game, my friend. Only crits. Don't talk to me. Talk to Roll20. <laughs> wow. wow. I did I think, the wrong uh... thing, but... Okay, well, so you're going to take... Apparently, digital is the opposite of page dice. <laughs> so my dice normally suck. They famously That's... suck. Yes. You need to make sure your dice realize that you are not, in fact, playing uh, a Star Trek. Because... Yeah. <laughs> in, we have a, a Sunday morning uh, home game that is Star Trek. And uh, in Star Trek, you want to roll a low number on a d20, and I do pretty good at that. <laughs> All right, so you can have seven, ten so points. I have, I have good news and I have bad news. So uh, ten points from the first one. How is it ten points if it's a crit of seven plus six? Because uh, the six is the damage roll, so I only I don't need the plus three. I just need the three points. Ah, uh, okay, that totally makes sense. Thank you for yeah. explaining. Good news is you get to point that second crit at someone else because I am no longer conscious. Oh. <laughs> But you're too good looking to fall unconscious. I know, right? <laughs> I thought I was. Oh. All right. High, it's at the tiefling. Low, it's at uh, Ross. Uh, well, I rolled two dice. So the first one, <laughs> only, uh, only the first one counts. I just you clicked got, the wrong number. You got both. You got a high and a low. Yeah, no, I'll take the first <laughs> number always. Uh, so means- high, it's at the tiefling. So. She also falls unconscious. <laughs> womp womp. Oh my. There's no one protecting me from the zombie now. <laughs> uh, which one of these is unconscious? This one. Ah. I never would have found that in uh... <laughs> I really Can you guys assign can, can you guys assign the tokens to yourselves? Yes. This... I did not know that. Yes, yes indeed. I was going no, to I look at that. Uh, I think for the viewers, we might want to zoom in a little bit more, too, by the way, because I, I think the uh, icons are a bit small. All right. Uh, so, yeah, so that zombie is feeling good about life. <laughs> uh, Victor. Um, I, I'm all over trying to recruit the zombie to our side, but <laughs> why not the right call? All right, I will stand over my fallen friend, protect him and i'll also bring my great sword around luckily for me the right side of the zombie is virtually undamaged <laughs> so i rolled twice which is cheating because my advantage giver is unconscious so uh the first roll which still hits oh 10 hits excellent oh it, i thought there was just a 10 on the die oh no you're right that's a 16 so 16 hits okay because my my bonus is plus six, I don't have it. I figured your bonus up. was greater than zero. Yes, and um, I will 
do 11 points of greatsword damage. And I will pick the, I will pick the boom up where my companion let it lapse. Okay. So if he decides to flee, he will be shooken apart. All right. Ross. I'll shook up. <laughs> now that I've sn snuck up behind this thing, I will attempt to drive my sword through its skull. Uh, again, recklessly. Good. Um, uh, I think I got it this time. Hold on. Hey! Ah, well done. Look at you. Gorgeous. You get a point of inspiration, Coda. At the last minute, I, I switched to single-handed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was an impressive move. It was a very impressive move. Not how that works. Well, so it's, it you are striking with two hands until the words, I'm striking with one hand, come out of your mouth. <laughs> it is seven damage. Directly uh, to its brain pan. All right. And that's all it takes. You crush the skull and the body falls over. Amazing. Uh, yes. So we can come out of initiative for the moment. I keep hacking at it for a second. Just, you know, to make sure it's dead. <laughs> I try and get our companions, make sure their heads are above water and they're not Ross, slowly drowning. Yes. Enough! Yes. So the, uh, the other tiefling runs over to uh, that one that has fallen down and, uh, and says, Liness, Liness, can you can you help her? You've got to help her. Yes, I will. She's down. Yes. Okay. I thought she was unconscious. Not. Oh, I was uh... walking back there to talk to them, and they're just walking away from me like jerks. No, they're, they're, <laughs> yes, they are running towards the the downed tiefling. Like jerks. I see like how it jerks. is. Like jerks. Well, they can go. They can go save their own damn selves next time. I'll lean against this tree. <laughs> uh, let's see. They are they are hundred percent running towards their fallen comrade. Sure, good when on I, them. When I say uh, down through, they are, that character is at zero hit points. My character summons right. a, a globe of fire yeah. and begins to, like drink from it. <laughs> I will uh, lean down and uh, touch the one who's fallen. Before you get Silvio? Like, uh, sure, I guess I'll poke Silvio too. <laughs> I mean, it's cool, bro. I'm just bleeding to death. What else? What all the tentacle practice was for. <laughs> enjoy nine <laughs> points. And then the other one will also enjoy five points. All right. And Jeez. then I'm going to make a, a big handful of uh, 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 Bornatella Spherica. What is that? Uh, and uh, Bornatella Sperica. They look like little uh, sort of uh, glistening green uh, translucent spheres that I hand out. I have 10 of them to hand out. Mm. Oh, those are sea grapes, aren't they? Now I got to look it up because I know what it is. Right. Well, while Mira's doing that, I'm harvesting some bones from these undead. Actually, let's go sea grapes. That's, that's the better choice. Sorry. Yes. These will make for excellent clubs. These warriors may have been raised against their will. I I would prefer to bury them, perhaps preventing them from rising again. 
rather than using their body parts as weapons? So I I can't have this bone here. It's it's perfect for clubbing something. I guess if you treat uh, it with respect, it would be okay. It shall be a magnificent weapon. And besides, okay. shouldn't we dispatch their heads from the rest of their bodies? Won't that stop them from being raised again? I'm not actually sure. Is anyone familiar with uh, religious type things? Well, I mean, you can always burn them. That always works. <laughs> yes, well, wildfire. <laughs> Henry, you can get a point of inspiration for uh, your spell names. Thank you. I mean, I know a thing about religion, but there's nothing to say that uh, their religion is the right religion. All right, Paige. Yeah. As a barbarian, I'm going to use my religion skill that I'm definitely trained in. Aren't you I'm a excited. shaman? No, he's not a shaman. <laughs> oh, he's a shaman in training. I can I can really feel the in training part. <laughs> Is that too? <laughs> he's amazing at it. I begin Paige, lighting them on fire. Paige, please tell me everything I know about dispatching the undead. I mean, clearly they're edible. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Well, in that case, I use and, my hung Hungry and, Jaws ability to eat some of them. And, you know, if you consume the entire body, I mean, it it's not getting reanimated. So, Paige, just FYI, I do have the Hungry Jaws ability. Oh, I know. Those. Okay. I don't know if Mira, there's... Mira turns the, to Roz and says, you should not eat them. No. And it's probably very bad for you. I I know a little bit about unnatural things, and I, I think you should. We should just. We should just bury them. Silvio, uh, you know that there has been a number of battles between Aglarond and Thesk, Aglarond most recently and Thay in this swamp, yep. and a lot of good people have died here. And sometimes those bones get up and walk around just because they feel like it, and other times they have been raised for various nefarious purposes. What would keep these uh, particular bones from being raised again is certainly to scatter them so that there's not a coherent skeleton to animate or to uh, burn them or destroy the bones so there's not a coherent skeleton for someone to animate or to bury them six foot deep so that it would be unlikely that a necromancer would find them. You know, as much as it pains me, uh, more than actually being hit by that big rotting longsword multiple <laughs> times, uh, I must find myself agreeing with Wildfire that it is a good idea to burn them. Uh, and with that, right. I, I will step away now that I have given uh, <laughs> approval of something that I feel not very good about, but I still feel is right. It's very strange. I will look down at my bone club before tossing it back into the pile of corpse. Fire, 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 All right. fire, 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 fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you create a pile of corpses and our skeletons and burn it. 
Uh, it takes it a while to get it to burn because everything is very, very damp. Mm. Uh, while this is all starting, uh, the tieflings come over. Oh, thank you so much. We're so grateful. Um, uh, the big tiefling lady. Let's get pictures of these folks. Yes. Tell me more. Tell me more. Yes. Uh, the big tiefling lady uh, comes over to Victor, slaps him on the shoulder again and says, I am Lindress. It was an honor to fight with you. That, what do you have you. to say for yourself? Right? Yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, I'm glad that you you were strong enough to hold them off until we could uh, come to your aid. You were very impressive with that stick. I would do much better with a large blade, but I p- appreciate it the least of a javelin. I'm used to fighting in a team anyway, so it's much more uh, much more my style to have someone to coordinate with. Uh, well, just to be clear, uh, we're from Aglaron, and we're under the impression that we're rescuing you from Thay. Is that true at all? Uh, Forthright, who is the the uh, tiefling who's kind of a, a younger woman, comes up and says, Oh, oh yes, we, we escaped um, about four or five days ago. Was it four days or five? I don't remember. Four or five days ago, and we were hoping to get to Aglaron and, and get to safety. Safety. She um, is holding a cat that has clearly been walking through a swamp with her for four or five days and is not happy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a real muddy, it's like a long haired cat. So it's got stuff in its mess. (laughs) Um, uh, Garno says, uh, my my name's Garno. This is Anchara, Forthright, and Lindress. Forthright, it was a domestic servant. Lindress uh, was a gladiator. I worked in the scriptotum, and uh, Inchara was the uh, fourth child in his family, and was gonna be well. It was it was gonna be ugly, and uh, I um, I learned something that I think um, the that Aglaron would be very interested in, and I I'd really like to get sanctuary for the four of us from. From Thay, if that's if that's okay, that's a thing you do, right? That is a thing. Yeah, I mean that's why we're here to absolutely to take you back. Like in Thay, there's all these rumors that uh, you know if the if the if the lizard folk don't don't get you in the swamps, then the Aglarondians will uh, kill you, kill any uh, tiefling that comes through their borders. And we thought it might be just a a bad rumor, but we. We weren't really sure. So what? what is the thing you wanted to tell Aglaron? We are representatives of it after all. Oh, uh, so uh, like I said, I worked in a, in a scriptotum and uh, uh, I, I had been translating some documents and um, I, I know a little bit about um, what the, the Zolkir of Conjuration is looking for this artifact. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely sure where it is, but he really wants it. And if he wants it, then it's, it's going to be really bad. Yeah, that does sound bad. And I hear the mention of lizard folk. It kind of gets my attention, but I will do my best to stay more away from them than the others. 
uh, they don't seem to be particularly taken aback by Ross at this point because he was clearly one of the people that saved them. Well, nonetheless, I will make myself busy regrowing the flowers that were just burnt by wildfire's pyre. All right. Uh, so you said you have a approximate location on the artifact? No, I, I don't have any idea. Just some references to where it is. I, I'm, I don't know the terrain or anything like that very well. Do you know what it is called? Uh... Um, n- not, no, uh, not exactly. Um, they, n- no, I really don't. Well, I mean, kind of. It's it's a it's an old elven artifact uh, out at it near Undamore, um, and it was it was um, this this item that King um, Elfond had with him that that. Uh, uh, the- theoretically, you know, kept the, the powers of the elves uh, something. I-, I don't really understand magic. I don't understand how it works. Well, you did a good job escaping Thay, and we will make the rest of your journey less treacherous. Um, and probably less arduous, too. And Chara, mm. who... Uh, so you can tell that um, Garneau, Forthright, and Lindress, who introduced themselves, are wearing clearly um, very uh, uh, poor quality clothing um, that has clearly seen better days. And Char is actually wearing like lo- luxury clothing or nobles clothing that has also been torn up by the swamp. Uh, and Chara says, well... <sighs> If we've gotten through to Aglarond, we'll do anything we can to make sure that uh, uh, you taking us in won't won't be any trouble for you, and we'll do anything we can, of course, to help Aglarond. Excellent, excellent. Do do you do you have any food? I believe Forthright is um is quite hungry, and it leans yeah. over. And she she is kind of making though. Hungry face. Mira will hold up a uh, double handful of these curious green translucent spheres to them. Please try one. Oh, okay. And she tries one. Oh, this is this is really good. It's very filling. There's a lot of umami in there. It it is. Yes. Could use a little salt. <laughs> I mean, sure. All right. Yes. <laughs> um, I'll, so I'll, I'll pass them around. Sure. So the uh, the halfling or halflings the tieflings look decidedly better after having had uh, a good berry each, and uh, but they're exhausted. Like clearly, they've been running through these swamps for days. Lindress points Maybe. out we actually we actually didn't sleep last night because that's when those things caught up with us. And uh, while they're not super fast, they never actually slow down, so they're on a fucking tail the whole time. So uh, we're exhausted and and uh, and uh, forthright kind of delicate. I mean, Garno is too, but forthright is very delicate. So, like, they all seem to be super protective of the the forth of forthright, the uh, smaller woman tiefling. What time of day is it? Late afternoon. Then perhaps we could uh, 
find a very a close area that's suitable for camp and set sure. up a camp. You find a uh, close area that is suitable for camp, and you set up the camp. And uh, and let's take a break here for five minutes, ten minutes, five Good. minutes. All right, five minute break for us and everybody else, and we'll be back. See you soon, everybody. (laughs) Thanks, thanks, Bone. We return on the Herald of Bells. (laughs) I had this whole like intro and cool stuff and it just flew right out of my head. (laughs) Welcome back to Feats and Fables, uh, where our heroes have just rescued a group of tieflings who are being chased by undead. Uh, Let's go to this one. That was sure an unpleasant pack. Yes, they they have been chasing us for a couple of days, says the uh, the says forthright. We uh we expected to get chased, but we didn't think it would be. Uh, well, I mean, at first it was it was uh you know mostly red wizards and their you know flunkies chasing us, but then like it's been three different packs of undead. That is very unpleasant. You must be very tired. Perhaps, well, perhaps we should stay to investigate the other goings-on in the swamps here. And uh, Victor, Victor, why don't you take them back to civilization? All right, I'll accept that charge. But after that, I thought we would make Victor our leader because he was so gallant and so brave. to. He is, yes. Um, And he even provided in dress a javelin clearly he is the giving leader we all need to look towards i mean it's clearly the the tieflings would be more comfortable traveling back with our leader obviously ah that makes the most sense yes the tieflings are like looking around like referees of tennis match they have no idea what's going on here Well, it'll, when I return them, I'm sure they'll be grateful that we have selected a leader to uh, to lead our group. I'm sure I'll return safely after being made the leader. Excellent. And the good news is when you get, you can tell them that we finally have a leader. Also, you will need to come up with a name for us that you can tell us when you're... And Chara, who's the kind of the lighter-skinned uh, tiefling, comes over and he actually bows to Victor and says, We are in your debt, sir. Uh, Forthright sits down on the ground and kind of like hugs her belly and just sits there and like enjoys the feeling of not moving for a minute. Lindris comes over and kind of pets her head and then uh, heads over to talk to Victor and kind of pulls him aside. I don't think she's going to be able to walk for a little while. Could we give her to the morning maybe? Yes, I believe our current plan is to rest here tonight, and then at first light, we'll head back, and the other members of the squad will take care of some other pressing business we have. I'm pretty. Uh, com- they going to be all right without you? Oh yes, we are rangers after all. Okay. 
We are foresters. I don't think any of us are rangers, just to be clear. But uh, if that is what you decide that we are a great leader, then I should I shall relent. Yes, I meant. Yeah, Victor would not have made the mistake. We are we of are course. proud. We are proud foresters. You saw only the tiniest fraction of wildfire's power. Um, Ross is actually a shaman in training with powers yet untapped. Mira has so much knowledge that she could pass through the swamp with nothing be able, being able to even sense her presence. Uh, you pretty much saw all Silvio has to offer, but uh, not joking. <laughs> Silvio is a man of many talents. So, I, yes, we will be fine. They will be fine. We will also be fine. I'm mainly going back with you. We've negotiated uh, passage with the local tribe of lizard folk. So if I'm with you, there'll be no misunderstandings. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. Uh, wow, you guys made a deal with the lizard folk? I didn't think they were the type to talk first and ask questions later. And she kind of gives Ross a look. But uh, it beats running away from them. I busy myself making camp and cooking and... Garneau immediately comes over to help with all the, the, the helping he can help. Chattering a mile a minute in the process. I am both puzzled and confused by what is happening with this tiefling. This is not... I just let him go. He's super helpful. Super helpful, not very helpful. Silvio, who also comes from the super helpful stock, will spend, will entertain so that Ras can do Ras things as we help. We are not <laughs> as helpful, perhaps, as we should be. But, you know, I will cook some dishes that perhaps are not as uh, hearty as uh, some of the things that the lizard folk prefer to cook. Mm-hmm. I mean, y'all have been camping with Ras for a while now. Like, he is super OCD about, like, camp preparation. Like, there has to be X amount of wood, and, and you know, there must be meat served at dinner. I mean, there must be meat served with every meal. He doesn't, I mean... <laughs> I mean, it might not be good meat. Like, right now, he's probably cooking up some delicious frog, so... Maybe hey, is delicious. I, we're at Aglaron, my friend. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. We are at Aguilaron. They they love frog legs, don't they? Yeah. We've garlic and butter. Uh, Victor will summon an unseen servant to take care of the more boring camp duties so we can focus on the more uh, interesting ones like cooking. Okay. Mira will, will carefully unfold a uh, collapsible leather bucket and create 10 gallons of the cleanest water inside of it. <laughs> How much can the bucket hold? Ten gallons! Oh. <laughs> to the right. leader! To the, yeah. The, um, the tieflings are also pretty dehydrated, and they are super excited to get some clean water. Wildfire? Swamp water. Go Wildfire, ahead. after taking a, a glass of water and kind of drinking it down, will kind of lean up against a tree, uh, sit down, lean up against a tree, and take a nap, or at least seemingly take a nap, but really what he'll be doing is he'll be uh, following his familiar around the camp, checking the perimeter. Okay. Uh, like lots of creepy crawlies, but yeah, nothing yeah. nothing larger than a than a big bullfrog. Yep. Wildfire is just going to keep an eye out while the camp is getting prepared. Just okay. Uh, forthright absolutely begins to snooze, and Chara. So he he kind of tries to help around the camp, 
but uh, it's very clear that he is used to being waited on, not helping other people, and he's just not particularly good at it. <laughs> I'll make clear that there are guests for tonight, and they should focus on recuperating so we can get back to safety. Yeah, Garno is incapable of not helping, so. <laughs> as long uh, as he's only doing very light work, that'll be sure. fine. Lindress, uh, who having eaten and drunk her fill, seems to be kind of riled up at this point. She's like, uh, why don't I uh, take a stroll around, get some wood, uh, walk a watch? This is I. This is the first time in a long time I hadn't had to look over my shoulder every minute. It feels a little weird. Uh, I think we we have we kind of work like a well-oiled machine. Um, save your strength for tomorrow's because you're going to be like in case we run into something, um, we're going to need everyone in their best shape. You know, I'm I'm gonna go grab one of those long swords and see if I can find one that's not awful to carry. Uh, there's some sand over there too, so I can try and take some of the rust off the blade. She looks like one of those people that just has to be doing something at all the time. So she goes and gets the blades and finds the least messed up one and starts trying to rehabilitate it into a weapon she can use. Silvio sighs and heads over there too because buddy system is is life when you're out here. So. Mm -hmm. Sylvia yep. is not doing anything with swords, though. He's going to be drinking. Sure. <laughs> she uh, she looks down at him and says, "You're you're not a tiefling, are you? Short stuff." No, I do not know what gave you that impression that I was, but uh, no, I am not. Your horns look a little different with the, but with hooves and the, uh, what can I can I ask what? What are you? In it is a bit. Uh, I guess there is no shame in asking. It would be worse if you assumed. Uh, I am a, a satyr of the uh, great woods of Agmarond. A what? Uh, here, you should have this drink and work on your sword. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, I just, you know, with the horns, I thought you might be, but. Uh, oh, okay. I've never heard of one of those before. Like I was, I was born in Thay, and so I don't have a. I don't really know. I mean, I've heard stuff about Algaron, but I don't know what portion of it's bullshit anyway. So uh, your kind uh, comes from a long line of um, mortals cavorting with uh, creatures from outside. Usually, one of uh, that, that part I'm very, very well aware. Of. Right. Uh, my kind uh, come from that, but with uh, woodland creatures and uh, fairies and things like that. Oh, fairies. I've heard about them. Yeah, yeah. They they walk around in the woods and they have the, the hats full of blood and they go around killing like babies and, and old folks and anybody those who's are, not those are Those are not actually where I come from. Uh, and it's not my side of the family. They are cousins, but... Uh, Yes, those are a thing, but they are not um, close relations. I am right here. I am literally in the same place I have been all night. Are you? Are you? Can they be sure? Can can, they you be can hear them sure? howling, right? This podcast, or this stream is now on a cat break. Apparently. You can hear them howling, like... We can barely hear them, though. Okay. If you brought the cats into the room, we are our viewing numbers would probably shoot right up. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they'll be here momentarily. 
We could advertise on so many more channels. Yep. Uh, 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 yes, but um, generally... Because uh, that's, what, that's what we got told fairies are. And they hide in the woods and they're invisible sometimes. And then... Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, and then they, they got sharp teeth and they wear these iron boots. No, not iron, because they can't touch iron. Uh, I believe the, uh, the red caps, they do have iron boots. It's just very strange why they get to be... <laughs> Their feet and ankles, but the rest of us don't like the touch of the iron. It's weird. I don't know. So that's not a fairy. It is a fairy. It's a specific weird outlying case. I, oh. I don't know. My okay. kind of people very well known for uh, music, uh, cooking, uh, drinking, wild parties, uh, group sex, all those kinds of things, you know. Not the blood caps. Huh. Okay, that sounds like a very different agenda than uh, than what I was what I was told. It is a it is a wide range. Uh, just as uh, you have, um, uh, it is twelve hells, nine hells, eight hells, nine, nine different types from each of those different places. Uh, okay, I get it. But I mean, we're all mostly. I mean, there's not that much difference. So so. How do I know if they're a, a, a sinner? Sinner, not sinner. What was it again? Uh, if they're a red cap? No, what you are. Oh, a satyr. How uh, do I know? How do I know the difference between a satyr and a red cap? Uh, so we all have uh, goat legs and hooves uh, and are incredibly handsome uh, and have horns. <laughs> uh, we have little tails like this one, and Sylvia turns around and shows a little little tail. Like. I'm, uh, I'm not going to lie, that's pretty cute. I know, right? It's very impressive and also quite handsome. Uh, frequently beards, we're really good with music. Um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, generally, you will know because my kind of people uh, look like that and ask if you want to have a drink uh, and play some music and wander off in the woods. Not to assume that you want to do any of those things, but that is what generally you can expect as opposed to wanting to slaughter you and dip my hat in your blood. Huh? Because you know, like a a, a Glazian tiefling versus you know another type of tiefling, we all kind of look alike. So I thought all the fairies kind of. I mean, do you like? I have heard of teeth. Like you have very pale skin. Oh no, like... no! But they're all different. They're all different colors. But like you know, we have the same. We all have different. I, you know, I guess it's it's the same but different. Huh. I mean, some of you have wings. I have heard some of you can cast different. Yeah, stuff. lucky ones. Lucky ones. Yeah. It's all weird stuff. We are all, it's all part of this beautiful diversity of life uh, here in Faerun. So while that's happening at one end of the camp, uh, we called out Ron as the leader, but he's a dude. Um, Inchara pulls Mira aside and he says, may I, may I talk to you for a moment, ma'am? Certainly. And so he pulls you off to the side and says, Forthright is pregnant and is not extremely pregnant, but enough where she's very hungry and she throws up a lot and Mm. gets tired very easily. This journey has been very hard on her. I can, I can believe it. Uh, If there's anything we can do to make her life a little easier as much as we can over the next few days, then I think it would be very healthy for her. 
that yes, we'll have to make sure that she has enough sustenance, and uh, perhaps we can uh, see if we can, uh, you know, set enough breaks for her. If you could find a way to tell your leader about that, kind of. Our leader? Oh, you mean Victor? Yes. I uh, just. <laughs> I. I'm not sure how, I don't know him and I don't feel comfortable discussing Forthright's condition with a man. I figured you might understand a bit and uh, there's nothing good I can really say to dig myself out of this hole. I just thought maybe I could trust you. It's awkward. Mira thinks for a moment, tieflings don't reproduce via like eggs or anything, right? <laughs> like they just- Nope, they do it the old fashioned uh, way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's mostly just mammalian anatomy that they What's important. If she... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's a good thing it comes out as nubs because that'd be unpleasant. It'd be super uncomfortable. Uh, you're... Uh, I will let Victor know and I really didn't think tieflings were so... Okay, anyways, yes. It, it depends on how we're socialized, but she's pretty traumatized and I don't want to bring it up any more than absolutely necessary because there you are uh, because uh, I don't want to yeah I don't want to traumatize her further I see. see there we are there's everybody think... there's everybody <laughs> do you think it'd be alright if I talk to her about it being her condition and all uh, yes uh, that would be fine uh it's just, I don't know. I, I mean, it's not really even any of my business. The only reason I know is because I've been on the road. I mean, I didn't know any of these people. Well, I, other than Garno, I didn't know any of, I didn't know Forthright and Lindress until a couple of 10 days ago. Anchara, you are a delicate, delicate soul. And I just, well, regardless. Okay. He looks like super embarrassed to have had this discussion at you're, all. You're sweating a lot more than Tiefling should. Yes, well, it's the humidity in the swamp. I find it quite uh, quite distasteful. Dry heat is is more my style, really. Okay, uh, Mira will leave this trembling pile behind her and uh, go over to Forthright and say, Forthright uh, is Forthright is actually napping. <clears throat> Not like a deep nap, but she's. <clears throat> She kind of passed out pretty much immediately. Okay, I'll leave her alone then. I'll go. I will go with the Victor though. <laughs> <laughs> and, All right. uh, so, <sighs> okay. So, uh, forthright is with child. <laughs> All right. So delicate. Uh, uh, she doesn't really look at. Uh, I How mean, you... she's kind of bundled up. Yes, she's wearing like big baggy clothes. Wait, is yeah, that so what we... is that what you guys were just talking about? Uh, let's not let's not belabor it more than it already has been. That was at least five minutes of my life. I'll never get back again. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll make sure we take uh, extra breaks, and uh, I'll keep yes. my eye on her. I mean, I'll try just... to send you out with an extra handful of good berries, but they only last a day, so. Well, hope, I mean, hopefully it won't take us too long to get out. I mean, worst case, I could probably carry her, but she looks like she can walk pretty well right now. We'll see how she is in the morning. Um, yeah. 
Um, and, you know, we can talk to her and see how she's doing. And if you have an open lane of communication, perhaps you can forestall any other uh, issues popping up. And I'm sure she could uh, let us know what's happening. Yes. I mean, I, w I will try very hard to get out of the swamp before I end up having to deliver a baby. That'll give me some uh, some impetus. He's... She's nowhere near, like nowhere near. But if you did, I'm sure you'd win some sort of interesting badge from the foresters. <laughs> yes. Paige, you never know when a three hour tour. Fair, fair. And I have seen you guys go some weird places before and take a long time getting there. I will. Um... It's only funny because it's true. <laughs> it's true. Try and, and look around and see if there's material where there can be a walking stick for each of them, especially forthright to kind of keep her from stepping anywhere too deep and things like that. Sure. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's plenty of, of wood around here and you have a natural craftsperson uh, with your lizard folk friend. That is true. Hey, Ross, do you think you could uh, help me make some walking sticks for these tieflings? That'll help them get through the swamp a little safer. That shouldn't be a problem. And he takes a look at the trees that were nearby. Because, you know, <laughs> we, we camped on, on high ground, in essence, where the trees... Yes, so. <laughs> you're Because you're not dumb. So uh, I will start... Why are we uh, neck deep? <laughs> that, that is lesson number one in the foresters. Do not camp in a puddle. Yes. <laughs> I will uh, start, start cutting out a, a person-sized staff and whittling it to... Uh, appropriate balance. Okay. It It'll be good enough. You could fight with it. Ooh. Yeah, so you have no trouble putting them together uh, and coming up with suitable, suitable walking sticks for everyone. And uh, within an hour or so, you have food and a merry little fire. And, uh, and it is actually a pretty nice night. And music? In uh, Silvio can music or whoever music. Okay, so on review of cunning artists, I, somebody might sing in addition to whatever instrument you're playing. Or quarter stabs are not on cunning artists list, so you can fight with it. It just you, you won't be able to use it after that. So <laughs> fair enough. Uh, Lindress is trying very hard to resuscitate some of those swords. When, There's one when over here, but it looks like all the, the mold got burned off of it. I don't know how that happened. M Mira will, will come over and, and uh, put a hand on Lindress's shoulder and say, you should really put your whole arm into it, but just mind, mind where your fingers go. And, That's just, uh, just things you say. She tilts, <laughs> tilts her head to the side and says, I don't... That came out wrong. Just... just just be, be be careful, and I give her a little bit, a few hints here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, Lindras looks like a completely capable fighter. Like she's yes. certainly got the scars. Like her whole face and shoulder is just chewed up. It looks like uh, something with a whole lot of teeth. Like uh, it's not a shark bite because you'd be able to diagnose that pretty quickly. Uh, but it's uh, something large with a lot of teeth got her and just must have savaged her. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, she gets uh, an extra four to her. I get this rusty longsword and oh, rusty roll. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, does it look like she's actually making progress, or does it look like she's doing a Sisyphean task of trying to make these swords be anywhere near useful? They'll never be good, but they might be poor weapons if she works on it a bit. But, like, will they be better than a javelin? Uh, using a javelin hand-to-hand? There's no penalties hand-to-hand. Yeah, that's I fair. Mean, and the way you use a javelin hand-to-hand is you can use it just like a shorter spear, or you can hold it up like this and poke people. Yeah. And you have more reach than people normally think you do. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, whether it'll be better than a j- javelin, maybe, maybe not. I mean, javelin's a d6, longsword's a d8, but meh. It, it also looks like it's, um, with your passive insights, she says, using the rules. The uh-huh. Insights of, uh, we have Silvio at 13 and Victor at 10. Uh, Silvio, you get the impression that she's doing something so she can contribute. Got it. I know this feeling well, so I do not try to stop her in any way or form. Uh, I will continue to just hang out and talk with her until it's time to make music. Okay. You um you discovered that she was actually a gladiatorial fighter for many years. She's probably in her 30s at this point. Uh, but she has been a top-in, highly-prized gladiatorial fighter that belonged to uh, a wealthy uh, wealthy wizard and had been fighting on his behalf in all sorts of fights. And she was definitely ready to stop and uh, had struck up a friendship with another of the people in that house, which was Forthright, who knew Garno, who knew Anchara, and between the four of them, they managed to come up with a plan to get out. Ah. Um, Joe, while all this is going on, Garno stops hovering around the camp long enough to come up to you, and he's like, you're a, you're, you're a, you're a wizard, right? Or a sorcerer or warlock or something? I kind of open my eyes lazily at him and say, I'm a wizard. Uh, um, so... Uh, the, I, I'm really, so what happened is that I was working for this wizard and, uh, I, I took a lot of his correspondence and, uh, he's an enchanter and he, um, uh, well, I mean, Zolkir Tsenka, I guess I should, well, I don't have to call him that anymore, I guess, but so the Zolkir of Conjuration, uh, was, uh, going to um, take this artifact that um, King Elfond once had, and um, it it was something about something about the Shadowfell, and um, the he was working with the the Zulkir transmutation, and they were going to try to get a necromantic field team from uh, Zastam, who's the the leader, and they you know they say you've got a bunch of bureaucrats, and he like talks a mile a minute. Sure, sure. Uh, but it seems like he's trying very hard to uh, tell you what happened. And his story just kind of wanders all sure. over the place. Uh, he's obviously not in the best of condition right now, which mm-hmm. makes it a little hard to um, a little hard to understand. Well, I thought he has no trouble keeping up. Yeah. 
Um, so one one thing that I've I've often heard that I I don't know if it's true, but um, it it's kind of an open secret in Thay. I mean, it's not really a secret, but I work for Azul here, so sometimes you hear things. And um, there are plenty of places in Aglarond where at least some of the people in Thay say that uh, the the bureaucrats that support the Simbark Council are actually uh, uh, or, or, and and in the for, foresters have been um, sub, suborned or, re, or replaced with with Thay and agents. I think that's certainly a possibility. I mean, the Thay Thay agents are practically everywhere when you walk around. They they are. Oh yeah, of course. Like his eyes get real big. <laughs> But it'll but, be fine. It'll be fine. No, no, I'm I'm afraid. So uh, I I think the Zulkir would be really mad if he thought I was going to tell Algron that. And so I um I I'm I'm I don't know that I'll I don't know that I'll be safe. No, you'll be totally safe. The foresters but, are fine. So none none of them have been re replaced by Thayne. No, I'm sure they haven't been. So are you trying to torture this poor guy? I mean, maybe a little. I'm going to give you inspiration for that, because this is not behavior I see from your characters very often. Joe is playing a very different character than the ones we know. Yes! <laughs> this one where we don't know, and we're not sure if we love him yet. <laughs> um, great range so congratulations great but i range. will so one thing i will do is make sure i collect all the pertinent information from him right like <clears throat> i'm a big fan of asking questions so i will kind of like drill in uh for some time on kind of the information he has to share to make sure that if he freaks out and doesn't tell anyone at least i'll know what's going on sure so what you what you gather is that he um was a scribe for the zulkir of conjuration okay uh he did he steal any papers when he left no oh. he what happened though is he was asked to write and rewrite and re-record uh letters between the zulkir conjuration and the zulkir transmutation he explains that Thay is ruled by a council of zulkirs which are people who are wizards that specialize in um a certain type of magic or another mm-hmm uh, which are in the councils run by Zastam, which is the Zulkir necromancy. Sure. Uh, but they were they were sending letters back and forth to each other, but then also to Zastam, asking for the services of a uh, competent necromancer and field team for mm -hmm. part okay. two of whatever they were doing. Sure. Excellent. So, and he is thoroughly rattled by the time he concludes his discussion with That's you. That's fair. He'll be fine. He'll figure it out. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, so, dinner is had. Dancing, music, uh, a, a little bit of joy is had in the middle there. Indeed. Indeed. And it this is how we invite trouble with joy. Yes. <laughs> it all seems lovely until about... Eight o'clock when thunder starts to rumble overhead, and sure enough, within another hour, a soaking rain is occurring. 
Uh, Mira, as a sea druid, you know that this is just a small storm passing by. You've got an inherent feel for it. And you think it'll be gone surely by sunrise. But until then, it's just going to be wet. But awesome. It doesn't bother is... me. But Oh, go ahead. This yeah. is delightful. Oh, it feels you... real good. Like the, the nice rain and you've got a full belly and you're kind of warm. Like, that's good times, man. Good times. Ugh, rain. The, uh, the tieflings kind of huddle together miserably. Just for illustrative purposes. Mm -hmm. We would give I mean, the tieflings access to our tents. I was going to say, yeah, they have the, a tent. Because Silvio definitely has a tent, and he's probably letting the tieflings stay in his tents. Okay. Th they also have mine, as I do not really need one. Yeah, okay. reg regulations just force you to carry one. <laughs> yep. Uh, he's got a uniform somewhere, too. Whatever. I'm talking about Ross having a uniform somewhere too. Uh, just purely for illustrative purposes. Mm. Purely. Ah, well, this is very. Uh, it starts to rain. Oh, is that sound effect too loud? A little too loud. How's that? Okay. Uh, let me, let me move y'all's tokens over to, like I said, purely for illustrative purposes. It's just to get the, the sense of what the area looks like. There's no other reason, surely, yeah, that I would yeah, do yeah. this. It's such a small area, too, like a phone booth. There's well, so, only surely. Uh, the, the problem is that it, because it's raining, it's hard to see very far away. Well, I am still, unless it's, we're actually actively sleeping, my uh, snake is still orbiting the camp functionally. Okay. Also, who here can actually see in the dark? Uh, not me. I don't think I can either. I think I I do not have dark vision. I can. Tieflings all raise their hand. I want to say I can, but I can't. Wow. It's nice to want to say you can. I mean, like, I want to say I can, and I can, so it's fine. I Wait. forgot to put tents on here. That's, that's a pretty. I traded dark vision for the ability to hit people with my horns, so no regrets. <laughs> Wait, there might be some magic resistance slid in there somewhere too. I mean, really, it was mostly so that I could also have have three proficiencies for free too, because that's pretty fly, but. <laughs> Well, there's, yeah, so we'll be counting on, um, I guess, not us. These are the tents. I forgot to put tents on there. Age, since Russ is sleeping outside anyway, he will monitor the fire to make sure that it doesn't extinguish completely. Okay. Uh, so this is, uh, are people going to try to sit outside and eat or whatever? Well, when, when did this illustrative take place? While we were sleeping or while we were eating? 
so it's ta- it takes place when the rain starts, which is about 8 p.m. So we would have eaten before that. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so we're just relaxing then. Okay. Yep. Uh, I'm going to have to give you a little more space. The final frontier. Yes. I just can't get all your tents in there. <laughs> well, the tents, to be honest, are probably not 10 by 10. I mean, I think putting them as 5 fair. by 5s would be perfectly fair. Um, they're... Uh, you know, you're you're entirely right. I mean, probably do something smart, like cluster them together or something. Yeah. Because it's not like people maintain five-foot distancing when they're trying to sleep in a tent. Mm-hmm. See, now I'm curious what the player's handbook says about tents. Let's see what the player's handbook says about the size of tents, just for funsies. Yeah, ten, ten by ten foot cool. tent is huge. Yeah, I mean, it's like a it's a big tent that we would probably have one of those and not a bunch of small ones. Or um, it's really, it's really kinda, intense. People kind of like their privacy. <laughs> I, we might each have our own tent. It's it's. I, I wonder how they do it. And we could go back to the uh, the three point days. It's medium sized, long. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I, that's what my brain wants to do in a serious, serious way. Well, you can. Yeah, they could be five by ten tents. Uh, a simple and portable canvas shelter. A tent sleeps too. Which could still be five by five. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm really saying that's what... I just want to know... I had never looked up what mm-hmm. the tent does in the player's handbook because I just was just like, oh, it's a tent, duh. But I'm sure what the world standard is. Hmm. For the- so, uh, so this is what you're like. Everybody can certainly do whatever you need for a short rest. Um, the tieflings kind of huddle, huddle around the fire miserably... Uh, uh, once the rain starts, and unless y'all tell them, like they're trying to be really polite about it. Go, 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 go into our tents, please. Okay, so they go stack up. The girls take one tent, the boys take a different one. So, uh, are you going to ask them to take watches tonight? No. Nope. Okay. I've um, been through enough. So, what does watch structure look like for y'all during the night? Well, oh, okay. So, we're going past 8 p.m.? Yeah. Um, I mean, I probably take the middle watch. Uh, I'm a spellcaster. You are? I, I probably take the middle watch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I need to take one of the end watches. Yeah, I will take the... So, Andrew and I will probably switch. Andrew, do you have dark vision as well? Uh, I have the spell dark vision, so if I cast it before <laughs> early enough. Okay, so you don't have dark vision. Uh, I'll take the. Is is I'll take it when it's the darkest of the two extreme. Uh, Probably the morning. Sure, I'll take it in the morning then. Yeah, so just... I'll take I'll I'll take the first watch, and that way I can cast dark vision and have eight hours of it. And just remind Victor and I are spellcasters as well, as far as needing the eight hours. Yes. Yep. So 
it's probably going to be two of us on the first watch and then two of us on rather so be so two of the, first, the front, how many percent. watches are you running one two three four three three, three is pretty much the standard okay three three hour watches i mean we have to get eight hours so yeah. three four hour watches three, four hour yeah, watches. yeah. All right, who, in the immortal words of a great American, who's on first? That'd be me, and... I guess one of us... Oh, wait. So there's only... There's five of us. Yeah, no, this is going to be lopsided. (laughs) Uh, Well, I guess it... uh. I mean, Ross has the middle watch, is what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. You are all spellcasters. Because we're all spellcasters. Right. Well, you can have your familiar also be on watch in the middle watch. Because it can be awake when, when when you're not. That's true. Yeah, my, my familiar will also be on second watch. I mean, tonight I can also be on middle watch because I only use pack spells, so I got those back on the short rest. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, I mean, if you take the middle watch, then that would mean you weren't on one of the other watches so we don't really gain any ground unless we although if we think the metal watch is the most dangerous we should double up on that one okay i think so okay well in that case we should probably take silvio up on his um suggestion so i'll take first watch with mira silvio and ross will be on second watch and then the final watch will be wildfire and wildfire's sidekick sure remember that the tieflings will have gotten eight hours of rest and any of like i'm guessing that the gladiator is probably going to want to be wanting to do something after eight hours that's true and, like so we won't ask her to but we'll assume that she's going to pitch in okay so i think we've got it about as good as we can page keep in mind that when my watch begins i take 10 minutes to cast a beast sense of course all right. Uh, so let's let's see when all hell breaks. What you told us this would be peaceful. Rather, I only. I to, lied. Yeah. To clarify, I use pack spells and I use spells from my item, so I have all of my bard spells left. So on third watch, y'all can see my rolls, right? The most yep. complicated one. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, it is still raining, and the sun has not yet come up, but it's close to it. Uh, so true to form, uh, Lindress does sneak out of her tent very quietly, and uh, shall I put y'all in tents? Yeah. We I mean, probably I'm, on, have the... I'm on watch. We'd probably have the flaps open or whatever, but we'd and be in the tents. Paige, before I went to sleep, I would have transformed my familiar into an owl. Okay. I am not sleeping in a tent. So I have you're gotten a n- short rest then, because it's third watch. Okay. Right? I've you're gotten asleep a long by rest. The, you're asleep by the fire then, right, uh, right, Coda? Yes. Yes, Joe, you've gotten your eight-hour long rest, so you're yep. fully... Full of vim and vigor. Indeed. Yep. And it, it right about this time, it's probably about, I don't know, five o'clock in the morning. Like the sun will be up within the hour, certainly. Uh, actually, it's kind of summer, so it's probably more like four o'clock in the morning. 
Um, and uh, the rain finally stops. And uh, the moon, you can finally see the moon. It's a, it's a full moon and it's gorgeous. And it kind of makes the swamps all shiny. And it's really, really beautiful. Uh, Lindress uh, takes a moment out to, uh, to just kind of sit there. And she kind of sidles up to Wildfire and says, So, uh, so these, so Garneau told me that uh, you think that you agree with him that the, the foresters or the government might have been penetrated by Fae and spies? No, no, not the foresters, <laughs> but it's certainly possible the government might have been. I mean, the Thais are pretty tricksy. Uh, the Thaeans are indeed pretty tricksy. My tiara is not on straight. Uh, my concern is if Garno knows about the Zulkir of Conjuration's doings, it's entirely possible that Zulkir will just, you know, tell him to get killed. No, so, I think that's very unlikely. I mean, like I said, the the foresters themselves should be pretty pretty totally fine. Do you think they'll believe what he has to say? I don't know. He's telling an awful lot, awful big story with not a lot of evidence around it. No, there's no evidence except what he saw and the yep. fact that they sent three different packs of undead after us. Mm. Now, this is the first time I've ever escaped they, but that seems like a lot of bother just for the four of us. And Chara's family might want him back, but kind of think not. Well, for what it's worth, I think he's telling the truth, but I think he'll have a harder job convincing the military organization that we're a part of of it because the thing he's suggesting is hard to believe. It's so dangerous that it's going to be hard for anyone to believe, yeah, this is a thing that could even happen. Most so people the, tend to want to not believe things if they're scary. So the the thing he's talking about that got lost, he mentioned it was in Singing Sands. Hmm, interesting. And, uh, and I, I know that was the site of a big battle. I know a little military history uh, where Thay uh, conquered a, a huge army of elves from Aglarond. Singing Sands, you say? Interesting. Do you are you trained in history? I am not. But you're like, smart. I am smart. You can make me, you can make me history check. Nope, I will nope, use my nope, inspiration nope, nope. on that. Cuz I don't see why I wouldn't have. Sorry. Quite all right. Yeah, so the Battle of Singing Sands, uh uh King Ethelrond Ulyssene is uh, one of the old kings of Aglarond after the humans and elves had made their pact mm -hmm. to become a blended society. Um, but he was a half-elven king, and he got it into his head that he would use Undamor, well, Emic, the fort, as a jumping-off port point for an invasion into Thay. Hmm. And uh, the Thayans wrecked him, just absolutely wrecked him. That's what he uh, gets. Destroyed most of his army. Hmm, interesting. So, uh, and he died yep. there. yep, yep. Um, so Lind Lindress says, I, you know, it was, the battle was a long time ago. I mean, probably 500 years. I, I guess that's nothing in an elf's lifespan, but could it be possible there's something powerful left from that battle? 
I think there's always something powerful left by battles of that scale. Good, bad, or indifferent. I, I guess. Well, I mean, Ag Aglaron has a pretty good relationship with magic, right? I'd like to think so. Huh. Yeah, all right. I guess so. It's just, you know, I'm... The reason why we, we left Thay was because Garno was afraid that something awful would happen and he wanted to get this information to Aglaron. He figured it would buy us a ticket to not getting killed by the uh, red caps. By the red caps. Well, that I rule, mean... That rule Aglaron. Well, I mean, you're trading a 100% chance of getting killed for like a 20-15% chance of getting killed? Like, that's a pure improvement. Absolute upgrade. I agree. Absolute I'll take upgrade. those chances. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and, like, Inchara's family was probably going to kill him because they didn't want a tiefling among their heirs. And he was the only the fourthborn. So, I mean, the way some of these big families go through assassinations, like, he could have been head of the family in no time, and they were not going to have that. <laughs> well, what I can tell you about uh, my wonderful country... It's that we're welcoming of all types, so you won't experience that kind of uh, speciesism here. That's good. That's good. People don't, like, shoot tieflings on sight or nothing? Because that's the other thing we heard, is that they, you know... No. Nah, nah, nah. I mean, like, I mean, no more than they shoot everyone. I mean, like, Aglaronians are kind of standoffish in general, but, I mean, like, they won't shoot you because you're a tiefling just because they want you off their land, functionally. <laughs> Make me an I bullshit the tiefling check. I think I'm telling lots of truth right now. Speaking truth to power is all I'm saying. You just told them they get shot off of their land. <laughs> Someone's land. Uh, Alright, that is a very sufficient I bullshit the tiefling check. So she, she looks conflicted. She looks absolutely conflicted. I, this is what it comes down to. Independent of what's actually going to happen or not, you got a better chance in Algaron than you have in Thay. That I agree. There you go. Now you're done. Like it's, so, you have few options is your problem. So she shrugs her shoulders and kind of looks upward, just kind of like thinking, and she's like, "Eh," and points up at the sky. You can fly. Cause if you could fly, you should definitely do that. Oh no shit! Shit, she can't. But you do <laughs> see some other flying things. You see two uh, skeletal birds that are flying, just with puffs of feathers, and a, a winged silhouette of some other kind of creature that makes a soul shivering screech and mm. dive bombs towards you and Lindress. That's a problem. We'll find out next week if it's a problem. <laughs> what? Guys, Do we at least guys. wake up? We'll find out next uh, week. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how we died in our sleep. Yep. So thank you very much for tuning in to Feats and Fables. Uh, let's see. What was I going to say? Thank you for joining us on this adventure. Uh, we'll have the video up on YouTube, the audio in podcast places around midweek. Please, if you can, follow us on Twitch. 
subscribe on YouTube, support us on Patreon, or at least like us on iTunes. Uh, it really does help. You can find us at Feats and Fables on each of these platforms. Uh, we would like to thank Roll20, which is our virtual tabletop. All of the music you heard tonight is by Kevin McLeod, as served by Roll20. Uh, the music can be licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. The maps are made in Incarnate, Dungeon Painter Studio, Campaign Cartographer, thank you Humble Bundle, or from various places on the internet as map logos indicate. We would like to thank our supporters, particularly Erskine James, who is one of our Patreon supporters, uh, Mass Skeptic for hanging out with us in Twitch chat, and Amy Dezura for her very glittery inspiration. Please join us next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time to see what happens next. Follow us to Adventure! New Adventure! New Adventure! <laughs>